You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jersey Boys Podcast here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Dave Sturchio alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst and his brother, America's fan, Keith Ernst. Fellas, it is draft week. How are we feeling? Awesome. Can't yeah. wait. I'm more, it's also the Academy Awards are tonight, so that's what I'm really looking forward yeah. to. <laughs> oh, my God. Please tell me you're joking. Is that of what you just, I'm joking. Basically, basically, you just said right in pre, like, ah, oh, you know, let's get this going. I got to go. Are you just trying to get out to watch the freaking Academy Awards? No, I'm not watching. All right, thank you. thank you. Actually, I'm trying to make a mask, you know? I got you. I got you. I don't know if I'm going to make it, so. Understood. You know, so it is. He's drinking White Claws. <laughs> it is draft week. It's one of the more exciting weeks of the offseason because Lord knows we need some kind of action as, as Dallas Cowboy fans and the people that cover the team. Um, there's a lot of, again, a lot of coverage. I mean, mock drafts left and right. We've been knee deep in all this. I just did a roundtable with RJ Ochoa and Bobby Belt. Like, it's just been constant coverage, but we're finally here. So this week in particular, is going to be big on this network. The Blogging the Boys podcast network is going to be full of draft coverage. But, again, we're the Jersey Boys. We kind of bring it to you from a fan's perspective, um, more or less of, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of being a Dallas Cowboy fan, specifically from New Jersey. I know it's, it's enemy territory, and for those of you who are, are new to the podcast, we are all from New Jersey. They're, you know, we get it. Brett, Keith have moved around. They've, they spend a lot of time in Florida. Now they're in Vegas and L.A., but we are Jersey bred where that's where we started our whole shtick and we grew up in enemy territory and it was God awful. So <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to this draft because most of the time we're optimistic or am I just, I'm speaking out of turn, right? Like we're not optimistic, right? I mean, that, that, well, you not, are. no, I'm not anymore. No, <laughs> you are Sturge. You're always optimistic. <laughs> that's why we need you here. You got youth on your side. You haven't been kicked around enough by this franchise. Uh, see, I, I'm honest. And with that, I, are you kidding, bro? Like, Dude, I've been sitting through the same crap since 1996. I've been there. I was. I've been there. So I mean, unless you're talking, but you about haven't game, learned. Yeah, <laughs> you just get you get excited over everything. Uh, I mean, I, I try to. Yeah, no, look, mm, it's I, okay. It's one of my faults. Your little Sturge. A little Sturge gets uh, one of my faults. Little Sturge gets all worked up. Little Sturge, 35 year old little Sturge is. No, I'm like my brother. I'm indifferent, but at the same time, I see uh, what what the fans are demanding and how we, you know, it, it just seems like this organization doesn't have football minded people, you yeah. know, and, and, and it, it just seems that we're more concerned with being on TV every Monday night and not winning. You know what I mean? And again, I look at the, the, some of the cowboy feed and a lot of these people just don't know. I don't think they know football. All right. I mean, especially if you're calling for a tight people, end. Right. I was going to say, I'm assuming the people that you're calling out are the people calling for Kyle Pitts at 10, right? Yeah. 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 Well, Absolutely. 
It's been discussed heavily over this network and, and all over, all over uh, Cowboys media is that, you know, is it a possibility? Absolutely. It's a possibility. There's not a lot of people, especially, and RJ made a point of this, which is pretty funny. He said that the blog and the boys podcast network, except for the Jersey boys production were on board with Kyle Pitts as a pick, a potential pick, not like lock it in, do it, but they were on board with the idea. Listen, all three like of I, us are not. Like I said, man, um, I think I, I make Keith, I wasn't on the last one, but you know, look, it, you can justify buying something you don't need at a good price, right? That's my wife used to do that all the time. That her <laughs> idea of saving money is buying something we don't need at a really good price. <laughs> so if we get this tight end, it'd be like, hey, listen, I just bought a Ferrari for, for $60,000. You'd be like, wow, that's a great deal. It's usually 250. You could still use it. But it's not a necessity right now, especially when you have two legitimate middle linebackers that are that we could we could pick up in, in right away. And again, man, I don't want to jump the gun, but that's we need defense. I mean, we're number thirty or thirty-one in rush and like twenty something in pass. And okay. you want to go for a tight end when we've got a fully capable two tight ends that could catch a ball? I think I we're mean, like you know, fourteen in pass. We had like the twenty-four eight, overall. Right, so defense. So what all right, so I can our stat. What was the stats? Uh, I'm pretty sure we're we're either 12, 13, or 14 in pass. But you don't when when people can run against you, that's why. Right. They're just running. They don't need to pass. That's why our passing. Yeah. You know, and that's they, why they, it's like they, you know that everyone's saying corner too. Well, sure. I mean, I'm for a corner because it's defense. But once again, how is that going to stop the run? Very true. Very true. And there's been a lot of people saying that. So. I beg this question to you guys uh, in the 2021 draft as a whole, let's take the whole thing, you know, because obviously we know all three of us are on board with the first round pick. We know it's defense. We know we want defense. I want the corner. You guys want a linebacker. You're okay with the corner. If it happens, we it's just still don't a need. It's still a need. If Absolutely. we can get certain, I mean, you know, that's great. We need a corner as well. I mean, we lost, uh, uh, what's his name? Chin and What's his name? Cheeto. Yep. Che yeah, we lost. Uh, uh, and, I like the we, yeah, yeah, we need a we need a damn corner, man. I mean, we can use what, a corner. What's crazy is that I didn't realize that uh, J.C. Horn is uh, Joe Horn's kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. know that. So you got two NFL pro uh, uh, all pros that have kids in the draft. I mean, both of them, Sertain and uh, yeah. Horn. It's yeah, pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah. It is pretty interesting. So honestly, guys, like, yes, we want defense first round, but what do you want to see out of this Dallas Cowboys draft in general? Look, they got 10 picks. They have 10 yeah. picks in seven rounds. So they can do some damage or they can trade wheel and deal, get back into the first round possibly. I don't know. What do you guys want? And I'll, I'll kind of follow up. This is what I my, my first two picks, my ideal first two picks would Which be. Which is both. Let's, let's keep in mind, these are both. You know, the 10th overall and then basically the 42nd, 43rd yeah. overall. So it's it's literally two of the top 50 players in the draft. I, I would like to get Sertain, okay, or Horn, either one, Sertain or Horn, okay? okay? But then the next pick, and I think he could fall there, is the Xavier guy, Xavier guy, the, the linebacker. Oh, oh, the, the uh, Brett's guy. Yeah, I think he'll fall. I think he could fall to the second round because when you look at the, the linebackers, the rating, the rankings, he's like number four, believe yeah. it or not. Out of yeah. and he and he went in overweight. He's overweight right now. Well, so there's a good well, chance. Here's what I here's what I read or heard. Bobby Belt 
um, which we call Bobby Belt made the, this point on the round table. He said that he might be packing on the poundage because he's looking to move the defensive end. Now that's, that's wait really quick. That's what I was going to say. And that's a technique Jimmy Johnson used to do. He would, he would, he would draft linebackers and make them down tackles. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it, that, that would be a smart move. The guy's big enough. He's fast enough. I would absolutely take him as an edge rusher. If we're talking, it, you know, about, we're talking that, about Zavin Collins, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid is phenomenal. And I agree with my brother. He might be around later. Um, but go ahead, Keith, finish up. But right. I'm, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna tell you right now, we're gonna take everyone. I'm gonna call it. I called the DAC contract. <laughs> I'm gonna call it right now. Oh boy, Monday, Monday of draft week. Here we go. What do we got? They're gonna take a tackle. Okay. So Ray Sean. Which Slater. I'll be okay with. I'd be Slater. okay with it with a tackle. Slater would Wait. be the tackle. So Keith, you're saying your mom's going in the first pick? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, listen, and that's Car- Carol's a pulling guard too, man. She's got agility. She can long snap, retire. Carol, she's been a she's been a frequent uh, guest uh, on this show for a year now. So mm. almost a year now. But um, yeah, that's my prediction: is the is a tackle. So you think I don't know which one? Sewell, the Slater guy. It's going to be Slater because Sewell is basically it's almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to be the one protecting Joe Burrow going forward with Cincinnati. Right. So right. I could see so. that happening. So you think now, are you saying they're taking a tackle because that's what's left or that's their strategy? I just think that's where they're going to go for some reason. Cause you know, they've always been, it seems like the Joneses have always liked taking offensive linemen. Like, so, like nobody knew we were taking, um, Tyron. Uh, Martin, Zach Martin. Nobody knew we were taking Travis Frederick. The only one we kind of knew was Tyrone Smith. Right. When we grabbed him, but it's I think it's going to be one of those where they're going to. And I'll be fine as long as we can get a a solid defensive player in the second round, which I think there will be some available. I'm okay with the tackle because that even that's even more important than Kyle Pitts. People, it is. I agree. I agree. I mean, and actually, you know, I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's good conversation. Bobby Belt brought up yesterday. Uh, that basically, who would you rather add an- to this offense, another Zach Martin or a Travis Kelsey? Right now, with the weapons we already have, you add another Zach Martin. Absolutely. You know, like that, that's, a, that's, that's a game changer. And to your point, uh, before we move on to the next uh, topic, I, my dad brought something up. This is really interesting. Now, he said he heard it from Greg Jennings, who is an NFL.com mm-hmm. or NFL Network analyst. For what? For what? Uh, you know, he's been doing it a long time. So fantastic I receiver too. He, oh, he's great receiver. Dog, mm-hmm. he's a dog. Um, he brought up something that I never really thought about, and, and this is, and I've been on the certain train for a month or two, maybe even longer than that, maybe since December. You know, like I'm thinking, like I like this kid. It's gonna be mm-hmm. good. He made a point to say that Pat, you, you might want to consider J.C. Horn for the sole purpose that Patrick Sertain doesn't have to cover as long as Horn. Meaning, the defensive line for Alabama are unbelievable studs every year, year in and year out. It's a great call. Great point. point. Right. So when they're bum-rushing that quarterback, how long does Sertain really got to hold his man? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a great call, yeah. So I was – I was floored. I was like, oh, wow. How come I didn't think of that? I mean, it might not but be that. That's from a guy. Game. That's from a guy who knows football and knows and, and, and played the game. Right. You can also, you can also argue that um, I mean, the reason they're getting to the quarterback is because certain is on lockdown. You know what I mean? Like he has the receiver on, you can argue that too, but I don't know. I don't know. I haven't researched the, 
how many seconds it took to get, you know, right. the ball released from opposing quarterback. So I don't know. Probably Greg Jennings didn't research that. I'm assuming he did. Yeah. For, to make a comment like that, he probably did. Right. So. right. Right. You got some? No, I was going to say um, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, again, um, but it, I'm waiting for my turn for you to ask me about the, the draft. So it, it, we'll, we'll, I'll cover it there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So are, you, you talk about what do you want out of this draft? What do you want, Brett, to see the well, Dallas Cowboys do? Overall? I already said, I already said defense and I, and I'm in agreement with my brother. If, if we're going to draft uh, on offense, we got to hit those trenches, right? Cause we, we were decimated by injury. Um, if the best offensive tackle or guard in the country is available, see, no, but really quick, I would like to see us trade. Okay. I would like to see us move that move up or down maybe two spots trade with somebody that needs some offensive player like Pitts, right. That, and, and the two in front of us, I forgot who's in front of us. Doesn't need defense where it doesn't, uh, it doesn't interfere with our business. It's like in the Godfather when he tells the Turk, you know, I wish you luck. Just as long as your business doesn't interfere with mine (laughs) and we can get a couple more picks and maybe move up, uh, get another pick. And I say, we go strictly defense and trenches, you know? Yeah. To that point, um, if you were just hypothetically 15 is where I'm really leaning because that's where new England is and they might covet a quarterback that they have to jump up and get. And maybe 10 is the spot, right? 10 would be the spot. They jump up. The only problem I have is that right in front of us now are the New York giants and Philadelphia Eagles. And they're going to snag somebody that we might've could have had because we traded out of that spot. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying if, but if, Again, it's trying to predict need, but um, if we're not trading, uh, I just want to see uh, trenches, man. We need the trenches. I'm okay with a tackle, but I would love to see, uh, you know, again, linebackers, defensive linemen, and uh, and uh, offensive linemen, man. I mean, this is this is what we need. We've got plenty of skill positions right now on paper. All right, um, if we could pick up a great corner. At number one, and we think that you know Collins will be around. Or if I had, if I if I had guns to my head, and I know that if I had to pick one player, and they're not going to be around, I would take Xavier Collins. I know it sounds crazy, but I just think we could do so much more with him. Wow, that's I really do, man. That's bold at ten, man. That's real bold at ten. It's Uh I'm saying if 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 I have my choice, right? So you, if I'm saying if if we don't think he's going to be around. And I had to pick one player that I think we could use the most that we could put, like I said, man, and I was going to bring up the edge, the edge rusher um, theory or, or possibility uh, that guy can fill holes, man. And that guy can get off the, and that's a big dude, man. He can get under the curl. I mean, the guy is just really a unique player. Now man. I know, I know you guys are linebacker heavy as far as, as knowing the position. Now, if they're sitting at 10 and Micah Parsons is there, who do you choose? Again, if it's tough, right? Like those, yeah. those are the, I mean, it's one, a one B in my opinion. I, I've watched enough since you told me about uh, Zayvon Collins. I've watched enough film where I'm like, this boy can fly, but man, does Micah Parsons just play at the next level. Yeah. Just- and, 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 you know, at the, at the other thing too, is again, though, uh, you get a player like, like a Charles Haley out of, uh, I think he was out of what James Madison. Right. I mean, you I get these, these, See, here's what people don't realize about college. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying general people that know sports and follow sports and, is that a lot of times guys like Jerry Rice was a division two player. 
Okay. Walter Payton was a division two player. Nate Newton played at, at fam. All right. You, you get these guys that become men at 20. So when they're 18 years old, they're not fully matured, but they're skilled enough and good enough. And then they get, you know, they go to a, a lesser school, a lesser division one school. Then all of a sudden at 20 years old, this, the, you know, their Hulk gene kicks in and, and now you got a guy like a Charles Haley, like you're telling me Jerry Rice couldn't have played at Florida state or Miami or Notre Dame. Of course he could have, right. but people blossom later. And this is the type of guy that, you know, can change a game, man. And, and, and become a defensive stud if he stays healthy. Right. And that's the other thing I hate. And I'm shutting up is when, when you draft somebody and they get hurt and everybody's like, see, I told you we shouldn't have drafted. Well, just, like that type of dumb that's, shit. That's dumb. That's just Sorry. That's all good. What, what, I would I say know. Parsons at 10, um, I would take him because there's still no guarantee that that uh, Collins is going to be there in the second round. Yeah, so you want to like lock down your linebacker. Because right I don't – I don't. yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I would – I would, and, and, if he, and if he was, why not take both? I mean, seriously. Look, I'm, I'm totally for that. Cause like, I you're, like, like you said, I mean, if they're going to move him to the line – if they plan on doing that, I mean, I look, saying, I don't like our linebackers right now. I just don't. Have, that's a thing. Without, I think like, this is, and I've said this before, this is the worst linebacking crew I've ever seen as a Dallas Cowboy fan. Right. The and, worst. And, I can't think of any worse one. The crazy and, and, part is that again, the, I mean, the depth is not there. That was our biggest problem. Our biggest problem last year was, you know, dude, again, just, just to remind people that think we should get a tight end. All three running backs for the Cleveland Browns had 100 yards on us. Mm. Just always remember that. And that's a small sample size, but that's enough for me. That's enough of a sample size. All three, bro? I think it was three, right? I know Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I don't know if the the other guy, there was like a random third guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Brett might be on on, on spot on. If not, they they still had like three fifty or something on the ground or something crazy. Oh, it was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, all year. Yeah. Look, and that's the Cleveland Browns guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like it's the world beaters. Yeah, they came on at the end, but they shouldn't be doing that. None of none of these guys should be doing that. So I, I do agree. Uh, what I what I want to see out of the Dallas Cowboys is aggression. So what what I mean by that is, I see that the Cowboys have a tenth pick, right? I want them to be aggressive. I want them to say, this is our guy. We're getting this guy, which to me, again, is Patrick Sertain. I think that's the pick. I think that's the guy that's going to, you know, you put him with Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown. You got yourself a decent. That's a sick. That's a sick secondary. That's not bad, right? And, and that's we got not the bad. two and safeties, look, a kid coming from Atlanta that, that could fill in. That, right. you know, Neil, Neil's going to Neil, start with the linebackers, but he can play uh, uh, safety. You also have Donovan Wilson coming back. You know, these guys are still on the roster, and I'm sure they'll address it, and that's what I want out of the 2021 draft. I want Dallas to be so aggressive. I want Dallas to be so aggressive that they take their second-round pick, possibly their fourth-round pick, and maybe a sixth-round pick, get back into the first round. Get back into the first round and take the guy you didn't take at 10. So if you took a corner at at 10, you get back and you get Zayvon Collins. Yeah, or or, or lock it up. Now, if, if Micah Parsons is still around, um, then, then you roll the dice that Collins will be around maybe at 46. You know what I mean? Um, and if we could get both, we get both. But again, if, it, again, I, we, I think we're all agree. We either get a great corner or a great linebacker, and we're good. We're good. I'm with it. I'm with we it. don't need a tight end. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with the Cowboys staying on the aggressive approach of drafting defense because, look, I, I may have just listed the four corners after a certain potential draft pick. And I may have just, li- we've just talked about, you know, 
Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith being the only linebackers. I mean, Sean Lee still up in the air, but how many snaps is he going to get anyway? You know, like, so we don't know what the depth is of these linebackers. So we have to, there's no other choice. You have to have to have to draft secondary and linebackers within the first three, four rounds of this draft. If I start seeing them mess around with a backup quarterback or, or some kind of other receiver in the third round, look, there's going to be players that do fall. We get it. We just saw it last year with CeeDee Lamb. We weren't supposed to get CeeDee Lamb. We were barely supposed to get Trayvon Diggs. But what I'm saying is you, you can't be influenced by the guys that kind of just stick around. If there's somebody like, I can't believe this wide receiver is still there, and we come up on the clock in the second round, and we're like, we should probably take the wide receiver. Like, no, no. I need yeah. you to be aggressive, stick to the game plan, and get yourself a defense. That's what I want. And I know you guys are in unison with that. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's the name of the, um, I always forget his name, like the, 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 the linebacker that was awesome in training camp. And then they caught him and signed him to the, what's his name again? Uh, uh, why, why am I not the Kernard, uh, Bernard, uh, why can't I think Bernard Francis Bernard? Yeah. That guy like, yeah. So okay. he's coming on too. He's, so, he's in there. So we'll see if he's got even it. the Luke dude, Luke Gifford or whatever the hell his name is. The yeah, other guy. He's, he, yeah. He's been, he's keep been going. I'll be right. Give me one second. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he, he's, he's been, been he's been injured. Yeah, he's been injured. But again, it, it's it all depends on how these guys perform. Um, it, it really just all depends on the like I said, you got to have depth on this kind of team when you like I know Marinelli used to be big with that, like get as many defensive linemen in here as you possibly can. So we can have mm -hmm. a, a crazy good uh, rotation. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I know. A I, we need a, a good rotation. rotation. So with that, I beg this other question that I really enjoyed when I, you know, got it from RJ. When's the last time as a Dallas Cowboy fan, you were happy and we got what we wanted out of an NFL draft. Okay. Now here's my thing with that question. Mm -hmm. I have never been happy after a draft and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Cause I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I'm very, now, if you want to say looking back and saying, Oh, now this draft right here, I, mean, I would that go would be a different conversation to say like, Oh, then that, I, that, I can't that, give that. an answer. Cause I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get excited about something. Cause I hate being let down. So I was upset with Morris Claiborne. <laughs> I even, I even said I was upset with Zeke when they drafted Zeke. Cause I didn't think that I thought that was too high for a running back. Mm -hmm. I was upset. Um, we didn't take Johnny Manziel and I'm that, 
I'm serious. I would. And I talked I about that in the I last know. show and I'm being honest people. I told you I'm honest. Yeah. So, you know, I think like if something like that happened and he had panned out to be a Romo's successor, I'd be like, that would be probably my, that's the only, but no, I haven't, but I would go with 2011. Okay. What is that? Tyrone Smith, uh, DeMarco Murray. Okay. I like Bruce Carter. I know you weren't a big fan of him. No, I no, like, I, I like them. I thought Carolina. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, th- I yeah, thought you no, said that I like you weren't. Bruce Carter. Um, who else was in that draft? I mean, that that was a good, to me that was a good draft. Oh, uh, Dwayne the, Harris was Dwayne, in that draft. So you, yeah. So you walked away. You're like, all right, that this is going to be good. This is a good draft. Yeah. So you got what you wanted. All right, I have one. Yeah. All right, I have all one. Right. Uh, that I was at. I was there in attendance. And I, so I, knowing that I was going to be in attendance, I wanted to get real knee deep into everything that I wanted out of this draft. So I think I did because in 2005, when the Dallas Cowboys took to Marcus Ware and Marcus Spears back to back, that was a great start. But I don't know if you guys remember in that same draft, I was calling for a running back at some point in the draft and went, and they drafted Marion Barber in that same draft. Ready for this, though? This is the this is the catastrophic, oh, my God, moment. In the seventh round, the last pick of the seventh – well, their last pick in 2005 turned out to be my favorite player on that team, and it was Jay Ratliff. Seventh round player. Wow. Jay Ratliff. And I was like, why is he even around at this point? Well, when that's... they drafted him, I was pumped, and he panned out. I'm telling you right now, he was a dog – he was in the trenches. I, dude, I love the way he played. Yeah, he was a good player. So four, four guys in that draft, everything I wanted out of that, that was 2005. So sad, sad story. It's been 16 years since I've really got when everything I wanted. I don't know if you can consider, I know Brett's answer might swing that as far as like everything that we wanted. So when was the last time, Brett? Well, first of all, uh, I just want to correct myself. We they had a th- 307 yards the Cleveland Browns. Not only none of them had 100 yards. They were just collectively 300 yards. Yeah, it was D. Ernest Johnson. the only one that came close. Johnson. He had like That's 90, funny. 95. But Odell Beckham had 73 yards on two rushes. He also had 371, and Chubb had four. You want to talk? You want to talk about secondary hurt? And he also caught a touchdown pass from Jarvis Landry. So you want to uh, yeah. talk about our secondary being? garbage <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was anyways but just remember they had over 300 yards rushing okay uh i gotta say last year i was a really 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 excited about our draft i thought we got some players we were going to use um i mean i figured with free agency i like the digs as a corner i love that we picked up a lamb as a receiver um but obviously that went to shit so uh i will tell you the best draft that i had since i've been a cowboy fan when we got what we needed and it ended up panning out, but I was really excited was in 1989. I know we needed a quarterback and we got Troy Aikman as the first pick, which, which I was really excited about. And then we also picked up Steve Walsh in the supplement draft, which I was really excited about because I was a university of Miami fan, but we got Moose that draft. We got Stepnowski that draft. Uh, we needed Lyman. Um, if you remember, we went one in 15. We had problems in the trenches again. Uh, you know, Jimmy picked up Tony Tolbert that draft. And uh, the other thing I was happy about, even though neither of the players panned out, was I remember we drafted Randy Shannon, who was a linebacker at the U. Then there was a dude named Rod Carter that only played. I don't even think he played a year, but he was University of Miami. So we were U heavy. Uh, we got the quarterbacks. And, we you had, and you had Mike already on the team. 
Well, Mike, but people forget Mike was not doing well in 88. I mean, he started coming around a little later when, when we first drafted him. His first yeah, you said that. Yeah. But yeah, he was uh, he got injured in 89. though. Yeah. So, so 90 anyways, he came out, though. Oh, of course, man. I yeah. mean, once once his, once he got tested, that Broward County blood came in <laughs> holding up the fourth quarter to you all day. But no, I'm saying so that draft was the, the okay. one that I was. So like we got our needs. We got a quarterback because Pelor wasn't cutting it. Hogaboom was, I mean, our quarterback situation was so frustrating. And, and then when he picked up Steve Walsh, I was like, Oh, okay. But I was happy. He got Troy. I'm surprised you didn't say paid. last year, bro. I did. Was your number one. Oh, I know. Cause Luther Kirk, wasn't he drafted? Last year? <laughs> 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 See, nobody's going to get that unless you've been sticking with us. Since oh man, since the since the or or Noah the playmaker Brown, what what draft was that? That yeah. stop! I never said that. I said I, I said he was a physical type Luther, receiver. Kirk, you know, first of all, the name of our first ever All In Fantasy Football Champions officially on the trophy, which we don't you have, are. is mm-hmm. the Luther Kirk Skillers. <laughs> all right, and that was my team, Luther mm-hmm. Kirk. My goodness, that yeah, I mean you you can't ask for better than that. But dude, how about this? I just the 2000 draft. How horrible! Did you see that? I mean, this is when I'm serious because, bro, well, you were just talking how Jimmy was drafting, man. Tony Tolbert, Johnston. A, I mean, you just see the tide turn right. when when Jerry Jones was really picking the team. I mean, and, I, and that to that. Listen to this 2000 draft. It's literally the worst. I think. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm I'm ready. Let's go. All right, first of all, we didn't have a first-round pick. You know why? Because he traded Joey Galloway uh, yes. away, right, for three first-rounders or whatever the hell it was. I had a home and away Joey Galloway jersey. <laughs> exactly. See? A little starch. So, <laughs> all right. So, our first pick was Dwayne Goodrich. <laughs> and on that, all right, that's hard. Hold on. <laughs> then uh, Kareem Larimore, then Michael Wiley, a running back, a defensive back, Mario <laughs> Edwards, and then a linebacker. Mario um, Edwards stuck around for a little while. Stop. <laughs> or, and then or, Orantis Grant was a linebacker. That was it. These picks. And you remember what happened with Goodrich? He, he went, I went to jail for like 15 years or something, man. The drunk drive-in accident or something. Oh, my God. What a draft. Yeah, he killed – He I think he, he – See, now – but regardless, my point is, is so that this, so we didn't get what we wanted in 2000. No, it's like <laughs> the complete opposite. This is when Jerry showed his ass on this one. Right. Wasn't who was. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was in full full reign then. But but you see the difference when a guy like Jimmy Johnson, who is actually known for scouting talent. I meant, you know, I, I read somewhere years ago and I don't even I try to scour the Internet. And I can't find it. And obviously I'm paraphrasing how. Jimmy always had his eye on Troy Aikman because he knew how mobile he was and how like, you know, people forget too, when, when Troy tore his Achilles, they, they put in a like Miami Dolphin style offense where it was like just in the pocket. He threw for like 400 yards that game and he just knew talent and how to maximize talent and how to bring it around. We, I don't know. And I think Jesse Holly brought that up. We don't have football minded people anymore. Yeah. That that I don't know if they're in the organization or not. You know what I mean? And and I and I'm I'm quoting Jesse on this, yeah, not no, quoting I, him, but I'm backing his move on this. I, I I get what you're saying, but there listen, there is there has to be some kind of inkling of knowledge out there in, in Cowboy Land 
to take the Tyron Smiths and the Zach Martins yeah. and the Travis Fredericks of the world. But wasn't that when uh when wasn't who was there when we dropped? Was it Parcells there? No. Who was that, there? Those that was Jason Garrett. I mean that, that was Garrett. Hey, well, listen. No. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that um the only thing I'll say about that is possibly because I've heard Nick Eatman and those guys say this too about Stephen Jones is that he may know football a little bit better than his dad. Oh, so, and, also, and we all know not that. Getting any younger either. You know. And what then, I mean? and what did Jerry? Remember, we all know he wanted Manziel. Yeah, he definitely and, wanted Manziel. And Stephen said no, and he took uh, Martin. So that's Zach why Martin. I'm not. So that's also why I'm not going absolutely crazy when I hear Jerry Jones spit off at the mouth that he's, you know, dreaming of sugar plums or whatever the hell he said about you know Kyle Pitts the other day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not taking that serious. Either A, it's a smokescreen. B, he's just lost his mind. Yeah, and let's be honest, Stephen Jones, he. I mean, he's been, he was young when Jerry Jones drafted the team. He's always been in the organization. So yeah, he, he's, in the he's been around football, man. I don't know if they have that mind there. That's all I'm saying. No, I got you. No. Okay. So I don't know. That, so, all right. Uh-huh. So with that, I bring up this right now, your prediction. How are we going to feel next week when we record this podcast? How are, do you think? that they're going to do what's necessary to improve this team. And how are we going to feel going into 2021? Because look, free agency is kind of over. It's not over. I mean, they could def- there's definitely guys out there, but if they were, if they were worth it, they would have been signed already. You know what I mean? So this draft really does show what, you know, what this team is going to look like after the draft, they're going to know. So do you guys think in your heart of hearts, I know obviously you, you can almost assume that I'm going to say yes, that I'm going to be excited as shit. But what about you guys? I will start with Brett. Brett, after next week's draft, do the Cowboys, A, get it right, and how are you feeling if they do? If they don't, how are you feeling if they don't? Um, you know, I was so excited after last year's draft, and I was so optimistic about the season, and it was such a letdown. And, you know, every player that I thought was going to step up – it, and and – the problem with this question, and I've been mulling it over in my head, is like Keith said, he's always been disappointed. You know, um, you don't know how it's going to pan out into the future. And I, we don't know football like we think we know. I mean, we know enough, but I haven't. There's not we're not on 24 seven scouring video and tapes of all these guys. So I'm yeah, assuming not, right. <laughs> okay. I've never I've always been indifferent um, um, to the draft. If we take pits first, I meant I'm going to be like, okay, we're just going to be another. See what, what again, and, and, and this is, I, this is the longest I've ever seen this team. We haven't been in an NFC championship game in almost 30 years, man. Okay. I mean, think about that. And, and, and what you don't realize little baby Sturge is that when we were kids growing up, Dallas didn't even meet, miss the playoffs um, in 20 something years. Oh. And then, we, had, we were in the NFC Championship game in 81, 82, 83, and then we were dead for like seven, eight years, and then we were back nine years, and we were back again. I mean, this this is just ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. If this – I don't – it would be like if we were an expansion team in 1996, and we haven't even – we've made the playoffs what? How many times, Keith? What, since what, 1996? Since we've been in the Super Bowl. How many times have we made the playoffs? Oh, shoot. Okay, we made it with uh, Troy Aikman against the Vikings one more time after the uh, the Carolina one. So you had the Carolina loss, the Minnesota Viking wildcard loss, and that was the last time with Aikman. Then we didn't go again until Romo. 
And we I went, mean, what, three times with Romo to the playoffs, three we, or four yeah. times? And then so we probably five, back, six Prescott times. And 16. So we made, let's say 10 times. Oh, and Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter took us, too. Yeah. But you're right. No, it's losers anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just no saying, like, more. enough's enough, man. Enough's enough. And, and things got to change. So I, I think I'm going to be indifferent. And I know that's a cop out. No, I, I, I try to be. Because look, you, you're just kind of wait and see mode. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I was excited as hell last year, bro. I thought we did great. I mean, we picked up a great corner. I mean, I was excited. And, and, you know, we were going in with momentum. I mean, can we, can we, can we kind of do a caveat with the fact that we lost Dak Prescott? I mean, that, I mean, that's no, 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 no. Cause we were three, we were losing. Okay. We yeah, did not we have were. a good team. Our defense was horrible. Right. It wasn't that, I mean, that had nothing to do with Dak. And I hoped, and we all hope as fans that it was the, the Mike Nolan effect. And maybe he just yeah. completely forgot how to coach. And it's just, they wasn't working for any of these guys. That's the hope. So Keith, how are you feeling next Sunday? Your gut. I'm coming in and I'm telling everyone to calm down. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling to relax. And that's both sides. Whether we get Kyle Pitts and everyone's pissed off, calm down. Because none of us, none of us know what a draft class is going to do. And that's, that's my mentality. And that's what it's been. Like I said, the only, like, all right, I was disappointed with Zeke and I ended up being wrong that year. See what I'm saying? Year, but you know what? Now, now you're kind now, of- yeah. But I'm just saying though, like I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who I'm somebody who I, I try to learn from those experiences. I don't see myself now here. Here's another thing. It's like when you draft like offensive linemen too, like you, those aren't sexy picks. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're not, it's like, Oh, you know, but, but they're good, solid picks. So if that does happen, what I say with the tackle, um, maybe, I don't know. I, like I said, I think next week I'm going to be content. I'll be happy regardless. No matter what. No matter. Even if we, even if we draft uh, a tight end. Well, yeah. Cause I think they'll address the other issues later on or through the draft. So, all right. So then what you're saying is that you're, you're, you're hoping in, in good faith that the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> draft team has got, got their eyes on some guys that they think will be around, like a Tony Tolber in a late draft, or like he mm-hmm. said in Jay Ratliff, that we've got some defensive-minded, uh, defensive trench players that they know that they're looking for that they know is going to be around. Yeah. So they go with the tight end. I mean, I, that would that would make me upset, but once again, I would have to see what the other picks are. And I say, right. that's, that's you know. Where that's where I'm at officially. Heading but I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is if we take Kyle Okay, Pitts but first, how about this, guys? How about this? Well, hold on, hold on. If we take Kyle Pitts first, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be up. I'm going to be pissed. You get what I'm saying? You just because I'd have to see the rest of the draft. Right, right. You know, I think it would be the wrong move, of course. You know, I, I made it. I don't want Pitts, but if it happens and then, you know, we well, feel- if we got Pitts at, at 10 and then we got Xavier Collins at 46, I'll be happy. Yeah, there you go. Something like that, I mean. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll be happy with that. I mean, granted, we'll lose uh, Horn or Sertain, but, you know, and or if we pick up a, a, a solid a top, tackle. Yeah, if, 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 if there's something around at 46 that, that fits our need, I don't know. Who, who do you – I don't know. I mean, again, I, I'm telling I, you right listen, now, it's going to be a tackle. I can't get behind – be a tackle. The only reason why – and, I, you know, I'm not – I'll never take this thought as my own. Bobby Belt brought it up, and he said – you know, you draft Kyle Pitts, that is a 100% lateral movement, meaning 
you know, the Cowboys were already, and he said this, the Cowboys were already throwing for 500 yards a game when Dak was there. Win or lose, <laughs> they're still throwing 500 yards a game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just okay, aerosol. But-, but listen, listen, hear me out. So, with that being said, you add a Kyle Pitts, that doesn't mean we're bumping it to 600 yards. That exactly. doesn't mean we're going from 35 points a game to 40 right. points a game. That's exactly what he said, and it resonated with me. I'm like, yeah, like, what, what are we doing here? Like, one ball, there's one ball, you know? Like, there, you can't, everybody's going to eat but you add another guy to the table like that. Mm-hmm. That means nobody, like somebody's yeah. not going to eat and that could cause a whole, whole bunch of other crap. You know what I mean? That's why my, my, my want, my desire is that Kyle Pitts gets drafted fourth overall to the Atlanta. Yeah. Falcons. I don't have to Just way you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Right. Okay. But see, here, here's, here's why the, you stat minded. It drives me effing nuts. Okay. We that threw for 500 yards. Okay. But he threw 58 times and, and, and you're, rushing we rushed well, i'm looking at the cleveland stats uh 15 7 we only ran the ball 18 times mm-hmm. okay so when you're coming from behind because your defense sucks you're gonna get 500 yards passing no this yeah, i wasn't i wasn't bragging about the yardage. i know I you're not I'm, you I'm, that- I'm trying to clarify this because i'm I, you know as italian americans we can't talk without yelling no <laughs> um no, what I'm saying is, is that yeah. when you're telling me a, a player's stats, I could give Ugats on the stats. All right. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? We're right. not, we don't play team football. Now, again, like he said, I'll wait to the end of the draft to see what we got. If we're, if we're picking up guys at, you know, at 46 and I mean, we got 10 picks and if we roll the dice and we took pits at number one, that's great. But and that's not to your point because what, what you were saying is okay now we're throwing for six hundred yards with Pitts, right? And it doesn't make a difference between because the the Cleveland doesn't make a difference for four hundred and throw for nine hundred. You know what I mean? Like so. So uh, listen, I'm, I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is that. Uh huh. No, I agree. So, so really quick, you guys don't you want to know why I think we're going to take a tackle? Nobody even asked me. Why? Why? Hey, hey, Keith. Uh, yeah. Why do you think? Well, thank you. I appreciate. Why do you think it. the Cowboys are going to take a tackle at ten? Because of what Stephen Jones said. He said that our he said that our offensive line is completely healthy, and the healthiest it's ever been. Oh, so and he's I think some smoke. he's throwing smoke because okay. there is no way in hell that that offensive line is healthy. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you right now, based that's of, why he doesn't he want he doesn't want anyone to know because this is what they do. We talked about this, Sturge. You know they yeah, we did. Yeah, they say that. Oh, I'm in love with Kyle Pitts. They want people to think that, you know, so someone might take him. They're never going to truly tell you who they're in love with unless you're the first pick of the draft. Well, by the way, that would be awesome um, if that's the case. Uh, but, oh, yeah, he's not going to show his hands. It's uh, my more and, – and, again, Sturch, with your last comment, what I just said wasn't directed towards you. It's directed to all these people on Twitter that, you know, that just talk – they, they, I don't know if they they even analyze the game. Like like right now, we've got literally, I would say, the number one expert in Dallas Cowboy history and stats on our team right now. <laughs> and if they take a tackle, okay, if they take a tackle, we have to get we have to concede that we've got, you know, he's got to get some kind of the Bobby Fisher of the Dallas Cowboys some kind of merit badge or something like that. He's gonna he's, he's got to uh, get something some kind of award. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. So, I mean, if I had a take a stab at this how i think they're gonna feel again i think that the dallas cowboys are gonna be aggressive in the need department i hope if they are 
if they're aggressive in the need department, not the what's left or what's there or how, you know, how many guys do we have here? The need. The needs are, we've said it, we've banged it over the head a million times. Secondary linebackers, defensive line, defense in general. We need that, right? If the Cowboys address, I'll go 60%. If the Cowboys take six defensive players out of the 10 picks, I will be more than happy going into next week's podcast and saying, we got six guys that are going to help our defense immediately. If they got Kyle, if they take Pitts on the first pick, I would go the, if we'll do six at it. So that's one. So three of those have to be offensive linemen. And then the other six have to be defense addressed. Right. Right. And, and like now that I'm thinking, uh, just based off of uh, what Brugler said on that podcast, saying that the defensive tackle position in this draft isn't, isn't really deep after Barrymore. So mm-hmm. Then right. maybe that's that's something that we should have. Probably but but to be honest with you, created. but to be honest with you, we our our weakness, uh, I, and I'm I can't believe we're saying this is that linebacker. And on top of that, I mean, dude, after last year, we I, what did I pick the Cowboys to go eleven and five? All three of us did, boy. We all did. All three of us. Right, and now, we, and we almost barely had five wins. It's insane. It's insane how big, and that's why you pay Dak Prescott. <laughs> because no, stop, stop stop i'm just saying stop stop all right, all right. stop That's a whole nother conversation for stop. another day again stop when when he could when we couldn't beat the eagles at eight and eight okay it, no 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 yeah i mean that's a point I'm not i mean dude come on again. I, I was just i was just making a little fun Dak is <laughs> again that's not our, our it's not our it's definitely not our a quarterback is not our weakness right now No, it is not okay I mean, we, we got a we got a more than capable quarterback yeah so all right, boys. Well, listen. With that being said, with I <laughs> stole my line. I say with it all that, the time. With that being said, I will say that you know, as you're listening to this, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three more sleeps before Wait. the 2021 Sleep. NFL. Hey, can you do that uh, the way it's supposed to be and see if they pick up on it? What? What? What do you mean? A Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. You don't remember? It's from The Godfather. Oh, Michael, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So three, <laughs> we'll go with that. We got he's over, he, he quotes the Godfather like every every. I love it every single episode. Seriously, at least mentions once a time. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, we are Italian Americans, and this is a Jersey Boys podcast. And by the way, Keith, do do me a favor though, really quick. Bert's mom quotes Jaws all the time. <laughs> Dude, do me a favor. I was gonna say. When Jerry Jones calls your mom, just can, can you can you broadcast live when before she gets the call, when she gets the call for for maybe, our fans? And maybe they'll put that on NFL.com and like the, the you know like the secret draft day audio, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's like hello. <laughs> Wait, Jerry called. This is a true story. Jerry called Keith's mom, and she was like hello, and she said hold on, and she had another call, and she she put him on hold. It was Grubhub with her food. Yeah, it was Grubhub. <laughs> With that being said, that was really good. It's a delivery guy. It it's is a delivery time. guy going, where the hell are you? She's like, this. Right, I'm going to stay on the phone with you. How far out are you? He said 20 minutes. Okay, I'll be on the phone. And Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> we are a couple days away. It is draft week. I'm hoping that we kicked off your draft week with a couple laughs. But also, we're serious. Draft some defense, please, for the love of God. So. For Dave Sturchio. Right, the word God by the love of Cowboys. For the love of America. The They're all synonymous. Cowboys, God, America. Defense from Dave Sturchio, Brett Ernst, Keith Ernst. We will see you guys after the 2021 NFL draft.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.